Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. Sobriety is great, but it can also be frustrating. We did the work, right? We quit drinking. So when is it going to get easier? When will we start to feel better? When does sobriety become a normal part of our lives and not something that we have to put so much effort into anymore? I'm answering all of these questions in today's episode. So let's dig in. this question all the time. And honestly, it depends. 
But the most important factor is we are not good at being patient. Alcohol has taught us that we can get whatever we want whenever we want it, and that's not how real life works. I see a lot of people expect that within the first month of sobriety, all of their problems will go away. We think that once we quit drinking, we're good, and we finally did it. But that's when the work starts. Quitting drinking is the beginning of the story, not the end. Problem drinkers are very impulsive and we want everything right now, even the benefits of sobriety. This is a problem because it makes us go back and forth. For impulsive people with no patience, the value of a reward loses value to you the longer that you have to wait for it. Here's an example, $100 right now or $300 three months from now, something like that. Sobriety involves a lot of waiting and subtle benefits, and we're faced with how alcohol will help us all the time when we see it on TV, see other people drinking, romanticize drinking on vacation or special occasions, and when we have a negative emotion and know that alcohol could take it all away. An important part of being sober is learning to be patient. Without patience, you're going to continue to look for shortcuts, and the best shortcut is alcohol. What I want you to understand is you can value alcohol and value sobriety at the same time. All the things that you believe about alcohol are kind of true. It does help you relax, take the edge off, feel more comfortable socializing, and have fun. But there's always a payback for instant gratification, and that's what we keep forgetting about. So the goal isn't to convince yourself that alcohol doesn't help you socialize, for example. It's to prove to yourself that you don't need alcohol to feel comfortable and connect with others. Here's the truth. Sobriety takes a long time to feel normal, but it can start to be better right away. It doesn't have to be this internal battle where you want to drink, but you're fighting yourself to also not drink. Sobriety gets better when we let go of the hope of drinking normally someday, or having balance, or being a special occasion drinker, whatever you're thinking. That's when you can really have peace. When I did my 90-day challenge, which I explained in episode 164, I wasn't quitting because I wanted to be sober. I was hoping that I could cure myself so I could drink again. Sobriety was filled with crankiness and deprivation. When I quit for good, I let go of the hope of moderating someday, and I felt at peace with that decision. This is the roadblock that I see with most people that come to me. They are still holding on to the hope of being able to drink someday, whether that's drink moderately or drink on special occasions. This hope is making sobriety difficult for you. If you're getting frustrated about feeling tired, being more emotional, having trouble sleeping, feeling uncomfortable and bored, then try to remind yourself that learning to live without alcohol takes time. Think about how many years you were drinking. Now think about how quickly you're expecting sobriety to get better. It's a big difference, right? So here's what I've noticed from the people in my community and from my own experience. We have back and forth people. So often people that are stuck in the back and forth cycle do not use their support system consistently. Sometimes they're present and active, other times they disappear. Or they may lurk, but they haven't integrated into the support system yet. And lurking is fine, by the way. I lurked for years in sober groups while I tried to moderate my drinking. 
We're collecting information through watching other people. When I was in this stage, I filtered information by what I thought applied to me and what I thought didn't. I thought that I was different from other people and that I didn't need what they needed. And this made it hard for the wisdom of the group to impact me. If you're in this stage, then pay attention to your ego here. Do you think that you're different from everyone else? That could be preventing you from getting real support. That was my biggest problem. I thought other people needed support and not me, so I just kept trying to do it alone. And when I did join a support group, I wouldn't fully connect with the people in the group. I would just pop in and out when I needed something. Then we have the people that are at 1 to 60 days. And these people are nervous about all sorts of stuff, especially about relapsing. They're excited about the benefits that they're seeing, but they may feel a bit impatient about some things. They tend to think that sobriety is the end of the story and things should be better by now. They get impatient about feeling exhausted, not sleeping well, having emotions, and being bored in sobriety. And they spend a lot of time worrying about what other people will think about their sobriety. And this is all normal and fine, by the way, but this stage is not permanent. This is the adjustment stage. But after 60 days and before a year is when people generally start to calm down about the fear of relapse. If you listen to episode 162 about cognitive benefits and sobriety, then you know 60 days is a big milestone for mental clarity. Your brain starts working again. In this time frame, people generally understand that there's work to be done and they start learning patience for doing that work. They see sobriety as a journey and not a discrete thing to be achieved. And this is also a time where I see people become more confident about not drinking. They worry less about what others might think. And sometimes they even start telling people the full truth that they've quit drinking and they leave it at that. They still may have some worries about the future, but overall they are beginning to feel more comfortable not drinking. This won't happen to everybody, but around five to seven months is when sobriety can start to feel dull and like you have to grieve alcohol again. So if this is you, then I discussed both of those things in episodes 170 and 176. And we have the people that are at a year and beyond. These people are pretty calm and it's really amazing to see. We recently started doing a one year and beyond meeting in my community, and it's such a noticeable difference. People who have over a year are pretty calm. They problem solve, they reframe, and they feel gratitude for what they have. They can look at the bigger picture of their life, and small things don't have as big of an impact on their mood. People with less than a year are also using these skills, but the learning process takes time. Recently in my anger management group, we were talking about redirecting and reframing triggering thoughts. You can still get angry, triggered to drink, anxious, or whatever it is, but the more practice you get, the faster you are at reframing and moving on. This skill takes time to develop because we need to be exposed to the negative emotions or the anxiety or whatever it is, but the more you practice it, the more calm you're going to feel. This is also why meetings and communities are essential to sobriety because you observe other people practicing these skills and people can help you reframe your own struggles. 
So this doesn't mean that after one year, everything is fixed and amazing. I actually had my first major urge to drink and ruin my life at 18 months sober, which I described in episode 55. But people who are past a year have learned a lot. They've done most of the first and got through it. So they feel more confident being sober. They're used to feeling emotions and knowing that things will pass. So they're calm and confident. So like I said, it takes time to learn these skills and learn how to deal with your emotions without drinking. The first two months of sobriety are nerve wracking because it's brand new and we're not used to any of this. And plus, withdrawal lasts for the first two weeks. So if you find yourself getting impatient and you're still in the withdrawal stage, then try to remind yourself of that. For me, sobriety became a way of life after two years. It became easier after about 90 days once that initial anxiety and newness had passed and I had more experience, but it didn't become a way of life until I was two years sober. This was when my sober obsession faded away. I stopped caring what people thought about my sobriety, and I had a ton of practice managing emotions and impulses without running to alcohol. I understood my triggers better, and I had a good self-care routine, so stress didn't pile up as easy as it had in the past. Changing our lives takes time, but this time isn't meant to demotivate you. It's actually hopeful, because wherever you're at, things will just keep getting better if you continue to work at it. It's easy to think that our drinking was the problem, and it was. It was part of the problem. But when we stop drinking, we believe the problem has been solved. But there are actually a lot of other problems that led you to drinking, and sobriety gives you the opportunity to discover them and fix them. So my answer to when does sobriety get better is it depends on the person, how much support they have, how much they're willing to do the work, and how consistent they're willing to be. If you're struggling then it's important to get some support and do something about it. Don't stay in the loop of continuing to do it alone or dabble in support a little bit and then go back to drinking. Make a change today and commit to your support system. So take that next step and I will talk to you in the next one. Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how-to for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.